Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one exposition-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 62, which starts with Gandalf finishing his sentence from yesterday. He says ceaselessly, as in Sauron's eye watches ceaselessly, and ends with him saying, the ring remains hidden. This entire minute is nothing but dialogue spoken by Gandalf. And Aragorn nodding. (laughs) Sagely. Or looking at him like, I don't think so. <laughs> and Gandalf looking at Aragorn when he, whenever he turns to him, he's looking at him like, come on, buddy, you got this. I... You got this. Okay. So this is a long minute. Yeah. I mean, all minutes are created equal, but they're not. They're not. Uh, I I mean, I mentioned it yesterday, but like, I'm, I'm 100% with the decision to not include this in the theatrical. Um, there are very few scenes where I'm just like, why is this here? Uh, why is this here? This is here to explain the plot. Why, though? For those who aren't keeping up, I guess. But, okay, look, let's see. Like, Sir Ian McKellen delivers the monologue beautifully. Yes. It is the 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 way that he says the lines are interesting. Um he does a good job with what he's been given. Here in our setless scene. Yes. Um, it looks like uh, some random... You know what? It reminds me of the Total Eclipse of the Heart um, <laughs> music video with like the fog and stuff. Oh, man. And just like people in the fog. I don't know why <laughs> this is here. Just... I don't know why this is here. As Aragorn just looks up at Gandalf, once upon a time, <laughs> I was falling apart. No, once upon a time I was falling, falling in, in love, love, and now I'm only falling apart. But now I'm only falling apart. <laughs> Nothing I can do. Totally clips of the heart. Right. Uh- <laughs> Gandalf starts humming it. They break into a musical number. They're just like vampires for some reason. You know, whatever. Weird little kid with angel wings and glowing eyes. But, like, that video is way more interesting than this minute is. But, I mean, you know, for two guys standing there in costume with, like, a fog machine in the background. Right. It's compelling. But at the same time, why? Ultimately unnecessary. The letter of the day is why. Mr. Why. (laughs) Do you have an answer? I think this is just intended to show us... More of Gandalf being like the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The sage. The sage or like the the instrument of change going forward. Like his, he is back. He has been returned to life by the Valar specifically for this purpose. I. And this is to show us more of him on track to do that as well as show that there's a kind of closeness between Gandalf and Aragorn that we don't really get to see a lot of. Yeah, because the first one's all about Gandalf and Frodo. Right. And this gives us this gives us a little more of Gandalf, just Gandalf and Aragorn. And I think just the looks that they give each other, much like the conversation that like Gandalf and Elrond have in Rivendell, 
gives you the sense that they've had a conversation that has this sort of subtext before. Okay. About, like, Aragorn's legacy and all of that. The thing that I don't like about what you just said is that Gandalf is not supposed to be the instrument of change. Like, the... That is nonsense. Gandalf, okay, in, like, the cat, like, capital hero, capital journey, like, the hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mentor character, like, there's a reason the mentor character dies. Right, he starts the hero on his path. Right. There's a reason that the mentor character is supposed to die. Generally, like, you know, granted, not all, like, typical fantasy stories have the mentor character die, but, like... But that's why we lose Obi-Wan and Yoda, you know, two mentor characters across three movies. Right. And I'm glad that Gandalf is back, because give me more Sir Ian McKellen all day, every day. But Gandalf is supposed to be... He's he's not supposed to... The the main characters are supposed to be the instrument of change. I mean, ultimately, Frodo is, is the instrument of change. Ultimately, it's really Frodo. Right. So... But especially with the reluctant hero narrative, like... Gandalf has really gotta gotta get all these men off their asses. Yeah, he's just gotta kick Aragorn in the butt. It's like humans have apparently no motivation to help themselves in Middle Earth. Which is totally atypical of actual humanity. And like fantasy in general, like Yeah. There's a reason that I examples mean, like current Current political and environmentally and societal <laughs> contexts like, aside. Right? You know, like, <laughs> human beings rebel. We spend, like, a portion of our lives wanting nothing but rebellion and then chill. Like, that's just the human life cycle. <laughs> like. Well, now it's, now, now the youth these days are all about Netflix and chill, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just our generation. The next generation's gonna kick butt. Uh, right. <laughs> I just... So, like, Gandalf is here to, like, get the ball rolling. But But Gandalf... he has a real heavy hand. Gandalf already... Like, yeah! He's, like... He's not getting the ball rolling. He's throwing a bowling ball through the window. No, man. He's just... He's just scoring three-pointers from, like, half court. He's just got this. So now he's Michael Jordan? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Space Jam? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I just don't agree with Gandalf being like this. I mean, that's his whole purpose. I mean, that's his purpose in the book, too. No, his purpose is to speak in riddles. <laughs> he doesn't speak in riddles. We've been over this. <laughs> he speaks just quite last clearly. Week, just last week, Aragorn was just like, "Oh, you haven't changed. You still still speak in riddles." These aren't riddles. No. They, nor was it last week. This he was is, very clear. This is this is just straight up like I'm gonna telegraph the rest of the movie, right? And I'm not about that life. It's boring. I like this scene. I think it's bo- like this is a really long minute. It is a long minute. I I will definitely agree that sitting down and watching this there's isolated, a lot, there's a lot of stuff, and I it's just dropped in my lap. It's like a plate of spaghetti it just fell off the table right. into my lap. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Like, well, this establishes something that's like, I don't remember if this is in the theatrical of Return of the King or not, but this also kind of establishes a through line to the moment where Aragorn uses the Palantir, the Palantir. Mm. This, this kind of creates like a through line moment because this is Gandalf establishing that Sauron fears the heir of Numenor. And then with the Palantir scene, 
in Return of the King, like that's the payoff for this moment. And I don't think either is in the, I don't think that's in the theatrical. I think that might be an extended scene. I don't recall because I haven't watched the theatrical Return of the King in a really long time. Since it came out, probably. Since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. So I don't remember. 15 years ago. <laughs> I don't remember if that scene is in the theatrical. I have an inkling that it probably isn't. Probably not. It seems like the kind of thing that you could cut and not really lose anything and, from the and movie. And it's not like they... Because they didn't even get to the the the, the infamous, like, Aragorn's gonna fight Sauron on the slopes of Mount Doom. That was, like, cut in, like, pre-storyboard, right? Yeah, like, they storyboarded it and they never did it. I think they did a little bit more and, like, did some shots of, like, what they thought Sauron would look like in his, like, angelic visage, but then they just abandoned it. Yeah. So, and then I like that idea. Oh no, that's a terrible idea. That's a horrible yeah. idea. But I this this scene was shot in pickups. So it's not like they like filmed the whole trilogy and then went back and like did these. And scenes. then didn't use this in the theatrical like. And I I agree with it it just bloats it. Yeah, I mean ultimate it's not necessary to the narrative, like, but show I always me, like show, conversation. Show me that that Sauron is afraid of the air of Numenor. We can't show Sauron. He's a giant eye. How are you? What's he? What's or he gonna do? Just like I don't know. Like throughout. I mean, it doesn't even matter until Return of the King, anyway. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter till Return of the King, but like, you want things to feel like you're not blindsided by them, right? And this establishes this, a handful of this things. This isn't. This isn't like. This isn't foreshadowing. This is the movie reaching out and punching me in the face with information. Yeah, this is this is just this is pure exposition. This isn't like a whisper of things to come. This is like Gandalf yelling at me. Like, he's, this he's, is what's going to happen. It's like Saruman shouting at the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to It's not Gandalf whispering at the mob. It's Saruman yelling at the at nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's old man yelling at the cloud. <laughs> he's in the clouds for all we know. I know. They're just <laughs> floating there. This is like their campfire. Legolas and Gimli are sleeping. And Aragorn and, and Gandalf are having this conversation. And when he mentions the Aragorn... When does Aragorn sleep? I don't know. We see Aragorn... Because, like, in Fellowship, when He's the Hobbits are He's awake when sleeping, they're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> he needs like, to rest. Like, they're camping on Weathertop and Aragorn left. Yeah, Aragorn just left. Scout the area and then they get themselves in trouble and Aragorn... How long was he waiting to just be like, oh, I'm going to be a hero now? Like... <laughs> They messed up as I knew they would. Finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> but the ring rates have exposed themselves. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that this tells us things about Gandalf and Aragorn's relationship. Yeah, but you can tell us things about Gar Gar <laughs> You can tell us things about Gandalf and Aragorn's I almost made a ship name, I guess. Um Garagorn. <laughs> Aragorn. Gan Gan I what? G Gandagorn? <laughs> it just sounds like Aradolf. disgusting. <laughs> it just sounds like disgusting discount Halloween candy. Um, I you can show me things about Gandalf and Aragorn's relationship without like Aragorn doesn't do anything. It's just Gandalf talking to him and Aragorn nodding, nodding or looking a little sullen or a it's, little hesitant. It's really boring. The only thing that saves it is. Sir Ian McKellen's performance. Well, because he's Sir Ian McKellen. Right. Like, at its, like, isolated, this minute is boring. I know, this whole, this whole, 
exposition is like a minute and a half long. It's entirely too much. Entirely too much. I'm fine with Gandalf telling us things, but not like the back half of the movie. Like two hours of the movie. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's Sauron and Saruman are tightening the noose. He talks about Theoden being under a spell. We like, already this know is... this. We don't know for sure that Theoden is under a spell. But we know that he's influenced by Saruman. Right. Like, the, the under the spell thing is just plainly telling you that, like, there's magic at work with Theoden here. But, like, why? It would have been so... But then so... the scene where they release him, it's very obvious that there's magic right, involved. Right, Because he speaks with... I mean, we're not even there yet. But, like, the... the Have it be a surprise. Like, Gandalf showing up and then, like, the trio, like, busting in some faces... And then, like, Gandalf liberating Theoden is supposed to be a fist pump moment. And it still is, but at the same time, I feel like this undercuts that. Like, Gandalf Gandalf knows what up, knows what's up. Like, why would he... I mean, Aragorn already was told by um, Aemir that Saruman has control. If not, like, through magical means, but, like, his toady is sitting in... Um, what's the hall's name? Edoras? No, that's the that's the place. Uh, um, Mediseld. Mediseld. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's all superfluous stuff. I feel, and it doesn't really add to it. Like up until this point, I feel like most of the the scenes have added at least something. I mean, it does illustrate a change in Gandalf's personality because he used to tell nobody nothing. He just would never tell anybody anything. Now he's just. Very free with information. Why, though? Like, why? Because he needs to. Because things are moving fast, and he needs to make sure that men move fast enough. That's what but his like, task is. He can al- He can always be just like, all right, we got to defend Rohan. Boom. That's like what? Less than five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Or at least have Aragorn engage. This isn't a conversation. This is a monologue. Yeah, it is. It really is. Gandalf does, it, Punctuated by nods and, like, lingering glances. Yeah, Aragorn doesn't even go, like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No, it's just... Just nodding. nodding. You can't nod on, on mic, Norman. No one can see you. <laughs> no one can see me nod. <laughs> but I just... I I don't know. I do like the the lighting in this scene, Um, now that i gotten over the weird campfire thing, because... Um, with Gandalf's outfit and the wig um, and, like, the the ethereal lighting and the fog. It looks like he's kind of angelic, which is cool. Uh, But I don't like anything else. (laughs) I I like a lot of the language used in this monologue. I think it's... 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 It's it's fine. What were you going to (laughs) say? I don't... I like the... I like the description of the situation in Rohan. I think it it lays it out in... uh, Again, I'm still talking very poetically. Yeah, it's and th- therein lies our first challenge. I like I like stuff like that. I do too, but also when there's other things happening, it's flowery language for the sake of it's it's exposition for exposition's sake. We're literally about to watch all of these things happen. Yeah, and I mean that's ultimately why this is removed from the theatrical. It's it's redundant. Yeah, uh, especially in a shorter movie. In a longer cut of the movie, maybe you can understand a little no, more, but... No. This is the longest cut, and I still am not into it. <laughs> this movie is over three hours. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I just like Gandalf. 
<laughs> I love Gandalf. I could do without this. What is this? Like, I mean, it's the span of three minute, three episodes of this show. Yeah. I could, I could have done without this. It could have been quicker. I, I just don't. Have them, have them... We need to show at least someone in this movie needling Aragorn about his legacy, his his heritage. Yeah, he. they could do that not here. Not here. Not like this. Yeah. I'm always, like, I'm always torn when it comes to scenes like this in general in movies, but I've always liked this one, but there's all kinds of other exposition scenes in movies that I don't like, but sometimes it's because... You're just biased because this is your favorite whatever <laughs> but like sometimes exposition feels like it's lying to me and then like it doesn't some part of it doesn't turn out to be but true then that's not exposition that's just the movie lying to you yeah but it's presented as exposition and a lot of exposition scenes in movies contain things that like turn out to not be true like what i don't know just in general because movies don't dump the whole plot on you generally this movie does and it's not trying to be false it's just i don't understand here like, we are do you have an example i don't know literally anything that has a twist at the end oh well that's different than exposition that's just like oh ho, ho, who did it well no i mean sometimes those movies contain exposition scenes yeah and then things that you're told turn out to not be true but it's still presented as exposition yes I, I don't know i i i can't think of any specific examples i just know that movies have a habit of lying to me <laughs> You, specifically. Me, specifically. Just you. I don't know. I'm sure other people have that experience where, like, they... I have this thing where it's just, like, until I'm shown otherwise, you don't really have a reason to to consider anything the author tells you as false. And sometimes when things turn out to be not the way they actually are in the story, even though they're presented as truth initially, mm -hmm. it irks me. So you don't like unreliable narrators. That's what you're telling me. I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah. Because that would, that's like, I mean, every, it depends on what movie you're watching, I guess. But if it's like narrated by somebody, you're limited to their point of view and their information. So if their information is false, yeah, it's false. Yeah. But I mean, like, that doesn't even just necessarily happen, like, in things with a narrator. Like, this happens in comic books all the time. Where you're told one thing very blatantly, like, by characters in the work, and then it's totally undermined. I guess if you give me a... Because I, I can't think of anything where I felt like it lied to me personally. I don't know, man. I'm sure there's some Harry Potter fans that feel that way about that Fantastic Beast trailer right now. I haven't even seen those People movies, apparating so. into Hogwarts. Oh, that's so dumb. That's a nitpick thing. I mean, like, whatever. I'm that's, talking about a that's, nitpick thing. That's, that's the wrong show. <laughs> you asked for an example. But you haven't even seen that movie yet. I'm talking about, oh. like, a movie that you've seen. The trailer's gonna lie to you. That's how they get your ass in the movie theater. Well, they shouldn't. Truth in advertising. <laughs> it always bothered me. It, it really bothers me when I see a scene in a trailer and then it's not in the final movie. Mm. It's just like, if it wasn't gonna be in the movie, why'd you use it in the trailer? Because they hadn't finished the cut of the movie Well, yet. then they should make sure the scenes in the trailer wind <laughs> up in the movie. <laughs> and that's how I feel about that. I guess so. I don't know. I'm real bad at just coming up with specific examples on the spot. As, when we're off mic for like two hours, like two hours after we're done, I'll be like, I thought of one. Well, I'll just post it in the group when you do. Yeah, <laughs> I will. But I don't like a lot of 
um, exposition generally, um, enough for me to understand what the heck is happening, and then I'll roll with it. Because to me, your story and your characters and stuff should be able to speak for them, like stand on their own without like, this is what's going to happen. Hmm. So this... I mean, this is like the layout scene in a heist movie. It just goes the way that they say it goes here. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to in a heist movie, it never goes the way they lay out the plan. Right. That's, but that's like, like a, like a classic formula, like heist thing. Like, right. All right. Here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. And then like. That it doesn't survive encounter with the actual object you're yeah, trying to steal. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that, um, that heist movie with the magicians and. Um, now Rock you Rock see Rock me? Yeah, no, yeah, I wanted yeah. to, but I never did. That, that, I guess that is a movie that felt like it was lying to me. See, but, but the premise no, but like, of the movie... The, the twist is the thing, because the twist was not telegraphed at all, and it just came out of Even in retrospect, like, if you go to watch the movie again, you don't think you'd see it coming? I don't think so, no. Hmm. Interesting. But... I loved that movie up until the twist, and I'm like, that's so dumb. So, if it's a movie about magicians, and the twist isn't something telegraphed, even in a small way then that just feels wrong because the point of like a magic trick is like the magic trick is misdirection. Yeah. 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 Like what's actually happening is there in front of you. You're just not supposed to focus on it. I just haven't, um, I don't own that movie and I haven't, I I was so, um, turned off by the end of it that I was just like, I don't really care about watching this again. And I guess part of it too is like whether or not the tone of the movie makes me expect something like that, like something to not be, how it's presented like a movie about magic tricks i'm gonna i'm just gonna be willing to just let whatever i see be what it is yeah but like they spent like they're just like oh who's the the dude and then like the dude is someone that wasn't even hinted at and i'm just like that's dumb but whatever the cast is cool (laughs) you know you know i like magic tricks but as far as exposition goes, I don't think I've ever seen something that I can remember that was just like, oh, this is the way that this is going to happen. Psych. Aside from a heist movie. But that's the characters, like, laying out their plan. Of course it's going to happen wrong. It's We're only halfway through the movie. Mm. If everything went according to plan, it'd be the end of the movie. Just once. I want to see a heist movie go exactly how they said. That's so boring. Eh, it could still be fun to watch. No, no. The the joy of a heist movie is... No, everything goes exactly how they want, and then post-heist, there's intergroup conflict. I'm fine with that. What, like Baby Driver? That's Baby Driver. Yeah, and that was good. Yeah, but there was, like, one more, and then spoilers for Baby Driver, I <laughs> spoilers. guess. Their, their last one, like, the last one didn't go according to plan. No, but I mean, like, then they just fight over the the, the hall but That's d- after that's, the heist. Okay, you know what that is? That's Battle of Five Armies. Nobody wants that. No, nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not Battle of Five Armies because nothing goes according to plan in that movie. Just like I don't, I. The joy of fighting a heist, the dragon in Desolation of Smog certainly didn't go according to plan. The, the joy of a heist movie for me is like watching the characters having to adapt their plan to deal with the actual circumstances. Like what is it? Is that um? It's the Italian job they use too much explosives to blow off the vault door. <laughs> I think that's the Italian job. I can't remember. I've seen a movie where that happens, where it's just like, how much plastique did you use? And, like, the guy says, and he's just like, what? <laughs> we need to go. That's, oh, uh, man. I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything that was just like, this movie lied to me. 
I don't. I feel like I feel that way more often when I'm reading things, especially comic books. Okay, but that's not a movie. That's a comic book. Whatever. It's still exposition. Yeah, this is this is like a comic book. This minute and a half. <laughs> Just the text. Just like big, long, like I could see it too. Just like quite like. Because it, it's framed it's framed like a, a television show or something. Because everyone's really close. Yeah, because it had to be. And, like, it's just weird talking heads and stuff. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I'm not, this is, this is a thing. I don't know, man. Like, I got, maybe I am just biased, but I like the, <laughs> I like this scene. Like, I like the, the wide shot when it opens. I like the idea that this is, like, the eve of something bigger and it's like the the sage character like reassuring the hero and like telling him what's got to happen and like i don't know i like that setup but we have like five of those in this movie well you know at least one more i was being hyperbolic yeah because literally there's like the eve before a battle Ride out with me. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's like the height of the battle. Yeah. I'm talking about like the, the, the calm before the storm, yeah. as it were. Literal yeah. storm. But like, man, this is, this is a. And the most important bit of the most important bit from this dialogue, from this conversation or this monologue or whatever you want to call it. Is about Frodo. And it's tomorrow. Oh, okay. I was thinking about like this minute, like. They still don't know that Frodo is out there with the ring. Uh, the ring remains hidden. Is like, but it's it's the next bit of of dialogue mm. is like the most important part of this conversation. Just skip to the end. <laughs> Just skip to the end. What is that from? That's from a movie. I don't remember. I don't. I feel like it's from an Edgar Wright movie because <laughs> I hear it in end. a British accent. <laughs> you just imagine like Nick Frost saying it. No, I imagine. I don't remember. Um, someone tell me what movie that's from i yeah i don't i don't like this minute okay which is sad because i like gandalf and i like aragorn but who wrote this who wrote this minute do they talk about it i think fran fran she's done better my girl fran can do better i'm not 100 sure but i think fran okay like i know she can do better because Gollum. Because Gollum. And like all the other stuff that she's, they've pointed out that she's written before now. Anything else? There's, mm. there's a I just, I'm not, I'm not into the whole like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. They had to digitally touch up the lighting on Gandalf's nose because it looked really dark in the lighting in the shed. <laughs> like it looked black almost. Oh. And like really stuck out from his face, I guess. So they had to digitally touch up the color of his nose for the scene. <laughs> Well, it looks beautiful. <laughs> it looked like a really severe case of blackheads. Ooh. It's like one of the things they say That's in the commentary. Gross. Get a like a they had some nose rot going on. <laughs> it's like frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, where we are from the website duelinggenre.com. Uh check us out there as well as the other dueling genre productions such as the protagonist podcast, Doctor's Companion, um, Countdown to Infinity, and uh yeah we will be back tomorrow uh to talk more about the back half of this conversation Mm -hmm. and some frodo if i'm not mistaken i believe so cool 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 uh everyone have a good tuesday bye
genre.